your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, uh, Mary is uh, on the line. Uh, she is uh, at the University of Limerick's Graduate Medical School. I think she's in first year. Uh, good morning to you, Mary. How are you? Good morning, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on. Are you enjoying the experience, first of all? Overall, yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, I absolutely love the course. Mm. And, and how did you um, end up getting interested in doing it? I mean, the, the graduate side of it, of course, is the way it works in UL, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And um, I have to admit, I was never even aware that graduate entry medicine was an option or even a course that was offered until I was well into my first university degree. Um, I did a degree in science and from that kind of fell in love with biology and science and wanted to be able to pursue it in a way where I could work with people and help people and medicine kind of naturally followed that. Mm. So... Bank of Ireland offer loans for graduate entry medical school students at the University of Limerick, or at least they did up to very recently. Yeah. Um, So the problem with graduate entry medicine is that the fees are between 15,000 and almost 17,000 euro per year for four years, depending on which university you attend. Um. Obviously, there's a huge amount of personal choice involved in continuing your education and specifically choosing such an expensive course like this one. But a lot of us chose this course whilst intending to fund it through a loan or through borrowing. And Bank of Ireland were the only bank that offered a loan that we could avail of that had a four-year moratorium. So it meant that the repayments didn't need to be made until after we graduated and were in our first salary earning job as a medical intern essentially and they've just announced that they are withdrawing this loan completely this summer which i'm sure you can imagine has sent a lot of us into panic i certainly can did you get it for last year um i was very fortunate that i had enough personal savings to fund just my first year so my plan was always to have it for second third and fourth year and I'm now in the process of panic applying for it and hoping that it gets approved before the cut-off deadline of this summer. Right, so so th- that's what they've done. And is there any reason why Bank of Ireland have made this decision, to your understanding, Mary? Um, nothing that they've communicated to us directly. However, the Irish Times did run an article listing their reasons, uh, which included the fact that it has a really, really um, prohibitive limit on guarantors that can guarantee this loan. They had to make a minimum of a minimum salary of fifty thousand euro, and they've also said that the accumulative debt that students find themselves with after graduating is just completely inappropriate. No, it's Having it's said it's that, their only solution to this problem was to get rid of it altogether and leave us with no other option. Mm. And when you say guarantors, you mean what? Family member, friend, partner, whatever. Yes, yes, they're mo- most frequently our parental guarantors. Right. So, and obviously parents are prepared to, to do that, probably on the basis that the guarantee will never be called. That's what you'd hope anyway. Well, yeah, hoping that you'll be in a steady job or a steady career once you graduate. Yeah. And is it only at the Graduate Medical School at UL that uh, this is impacting, do you know? No, there are four universities in the Republic of Ireland that offer graduate medicine. It's Cork, UCD, or CSI and UL, and they're all equally affected by this.
Right. So as you say, it's not just you. I mean, I presume a lot of uh, your friends doing the course as well, uh, you're looking at each other going, what are we going to do here? Yeah, well, unfortunately, a lot of people who are already in the course and have their place are now having to consider dropping out if their loan isn't approved on time. And on top of that, any prospective students who are hoping to start in September have absolutely no chance of funding this course through a loan. Yeah, and, and yet we've been hearing horror stories, frankly, of, you know, non-consultant hospital doctors and 34-hour shifts in a row and the pressures on the health service and needing more um, doctors in general. Absolutely. And there's a significant number of graduate entry students that qualify each year. So if this number is continually reduced, it's just going to have such a massive knock-on effect on the health service. And as you said, one that's already crying out for doctors. So what are you going to do if you don't get the loan before the deadline to keep you going? Well, that's the exact question that we're all asking. You know, we've kind of been left with the only option um, of dropping out, of just not being able to fund their places on this course anymore. Yeah. And because it's graduate entry, is it that there's no state support? Yeah, exactly. So... Obviously, I just really want to acknowledge that, you know, everyone on this course has done a degree already. We all completely acknowledge the personal choice involved in deciding to continue your education or to go back to college at a later stage. And we were all fully aware of the financial repercussions that come with this when we applied for the course. But we now have no options or fair access to any financial support whatsoever in paying the required fees. So... The immediate issue here is gaining fair access to financial support. But surely it's a good thing to have a mix in the medical community. There are people who know from a very early age, this is what they want to do. They get the points in the leaving cert, they go through and they go through the process and they end up at the other end being doctors or specialising or whatever. And then there are people who do other things, consider it a later point, go off and, you know, live slightly different lives and come back into it. And, and that mix must ultimately be valuable to patients, frankly. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And it was actually one of the biggest selling points of graduate entry medicine was that it allowed for diversification of the applicants who could even consider a career in medicine. It was definitely one of its greatest advantages. And, you know, it, it paved the space for students who either excelled in university or only came to the realisation that they could pursue this vocation at a later stage in life. Um, and as you said, diversification of the medical field, it, it could only ever be of a huge benefit to providing compassionate and accessible care to the public. Yeah, it's funny. I often walk past uh, with uh, my, my young fellow, the, the fantastic complex there, the Graduate Entry Medical School um, complex. And, and uh, it sounds to me as though he's going to have to start saving himself now if he wants to go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's almost reminiscent of the, the kind of US culture of, you know, you need to save for life. Yeah, yeah, amazing. All right, we're chatting to Mary, who is a student at the Graduate Entry Medical School at the University of Limerick and finds herself, uh, along with other students, in this dilemma. The Bank of Ireland are um, pulling this particular loan very shortly. Eric Nelligan uh, is the ANTO representative in the Castle Troy area, and he's been looking into this. He's on the line. How are you, Eric? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Very sticky situation for uh, Mary and other students, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. Um, I first heard about this over the weekend, and I, to be honest, I didn't quite believe it. It, it, uh, it didn't really make sense to me, because what you have is you have probably 
uh, a group of young people who are going into one of the hardest, toughest professions that are out there, where they're going to work long hours, they're going to work in challenging conditions, they're always going to be under pressure. And what these young people are looking for is they're not looking for free money, they're not looking for a discount, they want they want a loan to get them through college, a loan that uh, once they have to pay back, they'll have to pay back over €100,000 if they get the full amount. And um, it's been discontinued. And like what you have is you have students that are guaranteed a job. So Mary and her and her fellow students, they would be guaranteed a job almost when they get out because of the, the, the understaffing in the health service. So from a bank's point of view, they seem like the perfect customer you get you know, a guarantees you get you get someone tied to your bank for ten years. You get uh, high earners. You get uh, motivated, hardworking young people. Like for me, it make it made no sense. I actually, and you're yeah. also likely, Eric, to end up having a long term customer for other things, be that mortgages or other loans later. Correct. That's exactly it. Look, doctors work hard, but they get paid a good salary once they've qualified after doing a pile of work, and then. They, they buy houses, they buy cars, and they get lots of loans. They get loans for this stuff. You know what I mean? Because they have to pay, they have to pay back a hundred thousand once it's not working. So they'll need loans for a good couple of years to, to get to get rid of their student debt. So from a bank from a bank's point of view, they are the ideal customer. So, so what's the problem here then? Why has this full stop been put on it? And why only Bank of Ireland? I mean, why aren't the other banks getting involved? I, 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 there could be a perception there. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. The, the, the reasons that the, the article in the Irish Times listed to me didn't make much sense. Like what, what we have is, like, we, like we're fortunate in Limerick. Like Minister Niall Collins is the Minister for State for Higher Education. So I'll begin co- touch with Niall and I'll see if Niall can do something. We're looking at about 150 to 200 uh, young doctors. So it's not a massive, it's not a massive outlay on young people who will go working in our health service. Joe, you know, how, how often do you hear the, the, the trolley numbers in UL? How often do you hear about overcrowding and delays and all that type of stuff? It, it's probably daily. Right. So these people will be working in our hospitals. Does, they're, they're like, yeah, they're, 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 does this sound like a job for the credit union movement, for example? Well, the credit union do offer a personal loan. But as Mary just spoke about earlier, if you get a loan with a credit union, you need to start paying it immediately. So uh, these young people, they're in college, they, they're out in placement. It's hard for them to work a part-time job. It's practically impossible. I'm sure Mary can talk about this in a minute, but it'll be impossible for, for them to work a part-time job as well as studying. Um, so they, they can start paying back straight away. And I suppose the advantage of the Bank of Ireland loan was you had you didn't have to start paying it back yeah. until you actually uh, you, you qualified and, until you were working. And Mary, I mean, to your understanding then, there's no other financial institution who will do what Bank of Ireland are about to stop doing. No, none. AIB used to offer a similar loan, but they um, stopped doing so in 2011. And since then, Bank of Ireland has been the only option. I mean, surely one of the banks, even if they were to say, look, I'm not being smart here, but, you know, pay back a fiver a week for the moment just to keep it ticking over even, you know, something. uh, If if that's the problem, if the full moratorium is the issue. I mean, I I wonder, to be straight about it, I mean, are are they having default issues? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. In the Irish Times article yesterday, they stated that they didn't have the interest in it, that only 50 people took up the loan last year. But from the places available to Irish students in the graduate entry medicine courses in the country, there would be maximum 150 to 200 Irish students entering this course each year. So that's still over a quarter of the students on the course requiring this loan to fund it. Yeah. 
I mean, I know, Eric, you know, the British system, which is much wider than medicine, you know, student loans are part of life over there. But you do hear stories about people perhaps heading off abroad and suddenly the loan payments stop and maybe they've emigrated to wherever they have in the world and banks get left uh, without repayment. Yes, but, but what we're talking about here is some of our brightest students in the country. Um, these are hardworking and motivated. If you're hardworking and motivated, if you've done a degree and done well in the, the degree, uh, or, and, and if you have real-life work experience, that is how you get into graduate medicine. So these aren't, these aren't students that are likely to abscond. And to be well, fair well to hang on a minute now, right? The one thing I will say is that, you know, being a doctor, you're highly mobile. I mean, you, you, you very well can work in different parts of the world reasonably easily once you've qualified, surely. Yeah. Oh, no, you, can, you definitely can. But then what you do, you'll be doing is you will be absolutely ruining your credit rating. And that's something that can yeah. follow you. That's something that can follow you. Also, yeah. to be fair, it hasn't been listed as a reason. So Bank of Ireland, I'm sure if Bank of Ireland were having a default issue with graduate medicine uh, students, it would have been listed as a reason. And people might have accepted it then if that was a reason. But that's yeah. not the reason and the that's o- been the given. O- the other so, point is that if it is the case that we're only dealing with a very few people each year applying to Bank of Ireland for this loan, you'd imagine the risk profile isn't massive. Um, well, what I would say is, look, like the Irish state, the Irish state, we bailed out Bank of Ireland in their time of need. Um, we, uh, up until up until a couple of months ago, uh, the Irish state, we had the, we had we were the highest stakeholder in the bank. We still owe we still own five uh, percent of the bank, which is one of the highest. Yeah, I know, so, Eric, but yeah, you and yeah. I both know that the government ran a mile over the decade of that level of ownership, and we know we still own other banks, AIB and the like as well. From any attempt whatsoever to interfere every single time an issue of this nature arose and somebody like you said do something about it the government went oh jeepers no no hands off we can't be involved in commercial decision making you can't have politicians uh, putting pressure on banks in that way that was their answer yeah, that, that what you're right. That was the answer. It was a, bit, a little bit like they had no problem bailing them out, but they didn't then want to kind of to get any any preference for us. Look, what we have, like what we have here, is we have students that, as Mary has eloquently and carefully described to your listeners, um, she's under pressure to return to college next year, and she has three more years to go. And like she, she sounds like the type of girl that wants to be a doctor, and um, she really wants to do it, and. What we're we're now looking at, possibly Mary and people like Mary mm. pulling out of the course, and that would be a shame. Like the reason for the graduate medicine was that we um, get a, a wider diversity of individuals into medicine because, uh, like we all know, doing medicine through the leaving cert requires an awful lot of points, and as well as having to do the HPAT exam. So it, it's kind of a certain type of student that can access yeah. medicine through yeah. the leaving cert. All so right. what we have here is students who can come to with a broad okay. range of experience. Okay, and I mean, ironically, Mary, you know, even when you get through all of this and you become a doctor and you're paying taxes here, uh, part of the taxes that you will be paying will be the burden of the enormous bank debt that is on all of our shoulders um, and will be for quite a few decades to come um, due to the collapse of the economy and the banks, not just here, but across the European Union. Now, people don't like you mentioning that anymore. Stop talking about that, Joe. Stop talking yeah, about, how dare you? How dare you refer to that? Um, people who wrote jeepers, politicians particularly don't like that being mentioned, but it's true. Um, so you're stuck and you've no idea how this is going to be resolved or who's going to come to your rescue, Mary. Bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. The, the removal of this financial support is just having such a severe effect on, well, both current and prospective students, so many of us that rely on it. And I guess the immediate issue here is provision of an alternative source um, 
and it's just such a such a disaster to be honest so we're literally just calling on the government to engage with us on this issue we just want to come to a practical solution okay all right um stay in touch with us let's see how all of this develops thank you very much uh, mary who is uh, in first year at the graduate entry medical school at the university of limerick and into representative in castle troy eric nelligan much more to come your views your news your limerick today with joe Nash on live